Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. I would like to extend a special welcome to those of you who are visiting with us for the first time. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in every person. And so it is in the spirit of that heritage that I ask, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left and welcoming them here this morning. Let us say together the words by which we light our chalice. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. Deep calls unto deep. Joy calls unto joy. Light calls unto light. Let the kindling of this flame rekindle in us the inner light of love, of peace, of hope. And as one flame lights another, nor grows the less, we pledge ourselves to be wherever we are. People ask, what holds your congregation together if you have people with roots in the Jewish tradition, the Christian tradition, Buddhist, humanist, pagan, all kinds of traditions joined together in your sanctuary and... You all call yourselves Unitarian Universalists. One of the things I say that holds this congregation together is our mission, and we say it every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. In this night, by Dorothea Zole. In this night, the stars left their habitual places and kindled wildfire tidings that spread faster than sound. In this night, the shepherds left their posts to shout the new slogans into each other's clogged ears. In this night, the foxes left their warm burrows, and the lions spoke with deliberation. This is the end revolution. In this night, roses fooled the earth, and began to bloom in the snow. Let's breathe together deeply. Let us breathe into that place in our heart where we are who we are. In this quiet, we can speak to God as we understand God, or we can listen to our inner wisdom, or we can just breathe and be quiet. For many of us, this is so rare. Sometimes the stillness brings clarity. Sometimes it brings hope. Sometimes sorrow. May we have hearts sturdy enough to be open to all of it. May we become centered, strong, and compassionate people. Good companions for those who are joyful and those who are sorrowing.
You are now invited to light candles of joy or sorrow or remembrance. Let us continue our meditation, but in a little bit of a different way this morning. This is still going to be a meta-meditation, a loving-kindness prayer, but it's in a different form. It's a sung form we're going to be singing today, and the theme is spark and fire. As you can tell, my, my stole, solstice flames, this is the we-don't-believe-in-hell stole. <laughs> so I'm going to sing a line, and I'd like for you to sing it after me. And the words are, you may be... One last spark we all need to light the whole world. The first time we sing this for ourselves. You may be be one last spark spark. we all need to light the whole world. Wonderful. Now we sing it for someone we love. You may be one last spark we all need to light the whole world. Now you know what's coming next. We're going to sing this for someone against whom we have a resentment. For me today, I'm singing for John Boehner. I don't know why in particular. Bless his heart. I say that because I'm from South Carolina. You got somebody in mind? Here we go. You may be one last spark we all need. To light the whole world. To light the whole world. To light the whole world. We can't give up on people. And it's good to imagine that they might be just what the world needs in some way or another. Solstice is all about the spark, the sudden flame in the darkness when you don't know what to do or where to go and you're feeling confused when you're feeling stuck. You find something that lights you. That's what this time of the world is. It's almost like I'm asking us all to go through life imagining that the next person we meet might be the Messiah might be the one spark we need to light the whole world. I'm asking you to go to the, to the um, coffee hour after church, by the way, when the uh, breakfast tacos are going to finally be here. And, um, and imagine that the person you don't know who's sitting over there might be the one last spark we all need to light the whole world. It'll make you feel differently about a person, maybe. It might be insight-producing. I think I've told you before that, um, you know, I'm such a firstborn, raised Presbyterian Virgo uh, person that I always want to know, is it true or isn't it true? 
And my um, Jungian analyst who was teaching me dream interpretation would say, Meg, don't worry so much about whether it's true or not true. Think about it as insight-producing. So it might be insight-producing to look at a person and think, you might be one last spark. We all need to light the whole world. And we're thinking about lighting the whole world these days because it's the season. It's the season when people throughout all the northern hemisphere wait for the light to come back. And we have, um, you know, all the fall we have had uh, celebrations and events and rituals that have to do with the season. In the fall, during the days of awe, we had Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and we talked about repentance, and we talked about forgiveness. And um, then at Halloween, we talked about the Day of the Dead, and we talked about spirits that walk with us, and we talked about our ancestors. And now we're talking about the spark of light that you can see best when it's darkest. Many people talk about the stillness and the cold and the, the hibernation of wintertime, but I have almost always lived in places where the winter was what I looked forward to because the summer was so hot that it was during the summer that we all hibernated, stayed indoors, ran from air-conditioned space to air-conditioned space. And in the wintertime, oh, your spirit can expand a little bit. And we can't talk about in the bleak midwinter here. I mean, we do when it rains for a day and a half. <laughs> we go, yeah, we need the rain, but I'm ready for the sun to come back. And we have the yellow Esperanza flowers right in the wintertime. And so some of you are feeling bleak at this time of year and some of you are feeling lively and humming along and some of you are just bleak in your spirit and that happens at this time of year people get brittle at christmas time because christmas is used to be so great or so awful either way when you're the grown up it's hard for them to be anything but what you make them because it's on you. And so maybe you're a little bleak from running around too much or giving exams or taking exams or grading exams or maybe you are bleak from shopping too much with too little money or maybe you're just bleak from knowing that your best friend's going to be out of town for a while or your parents are coming or... The thing that Solstice tells us is that this is the end revolution, Dorothea Zole says. But um, she was a wonderful, mostly kind of Christian-ish writer, and the Christian paradigm has the beginning, the middle, and the end, and a more earth-based paradigm has the cycles and the circles and there is no end. It's just a revolution. Is it the end revolution or is it just a revolution? And what I think is that Solstice says, notice the wheel's going to turn. The wheel is going to turn and whatever is happening right now is not going to be happening for very long. 
Here's the other thing I want us to sing together. It's a chant, so it only has like three notes. It goes, she changes everything she touches and everything she touches changes. She changes everything she touches and everything she touches changes. She changes everything she touches and Everything she touches changes. She changes everything she touches, and everything she touches changes. And it is ridiculous to speak of the Spirit as she. It is also ridiculous to speak of the Spirit as he, or it, or they, or them. It's ridiculous to speak of the Spirit. And yet we do. We have to. We always do. We can say it as we sing it again. We can say they. You can use whatever pronoun you would like to use. It changes everything it touches. Everything it touches changes. That's the mystery. That's the green fuse that through the flower pushes. You know, it's just the force of life, the spirit of life. It changes everything it touches. The only thing that stays the same is the changing. You all know that. And sometimes that's very comforting, and other times it's terrifying. It changes everything it touches, and everything it touches changes. It changes everything it touches, and everything it touches changes. Changes, touches, touches, changes, changes, touches, touches, changes. It changes everything it touches and everything it touches changes. It changes everything it touches and everything it touches changes, changes, touches, touches, changes, changes, touches, touches, changes. So the only thing you can count on is change. And sometimes when you are feeling in a rut or when you're feeling stuck or when you're feeling surrounded by the darkness, you just need a little spark. Now, we don't use darkness in this congregation to speak of evil or ignorance. We use darkness as something that is life-giving, something that is necessary for the growth of plants, something that is necessary for life. Sacred dark. Holy light. Sacred dark. We need it all. And yet, when a human being is in the dark, we are at a disadvantage because we can't see very well. We can't move with great confidence or skill, most of us. We have to tentatively feel our way along. We're a little bit alarmed because we can't see something coming at us. We're alarmed because we've been scared of the dark since we were children almost, especially if we're in the dark, like in the woods or something, and we hear a twig snap and we think, is that a big monster with fangs? Probably a squirrel. Not so scary in the daytime. But we wait for something to illumine us. Frederick Beekner is a Christian writer who wrote this. 
dearly beloved of the Christian liberals and liberals of every stripe. If you have your ears open, says novelist Frederick Beekner, if you have your ears open, if you have your eyes open, every once in a while some word in even the most unpromising sermon will flame out. Some scrap of prayer or anthem, some moment of silence even, the sudden glimpse of somebody you love sitting there near you, or of some stranger whose face without warning touches your heart. These moments will flame out, and these are the moments that, in the depths of whatever our dimness and sadness and lostness are, send us off on an extraordinary journey for which there are no shore maps and whose end we will never fully know until we get there. So if you are content, if you have things figured out, it's temporary. (laughs) There will be a falling apart, a darkening, a time for growing your roots, a time for not knowing what's Going on, a time for learning everything all over again. You all know that the humans don't grow and learn in, a, in an upward line like this. We humans grow and learn in a spiral like this. Where you go, oh no, I'm here again. I can't believe I'm here again. I made my vow that last time I was here I wouldn't be here again. But you are there again, but you're a little farther along than you were before. You know things you didn't know before. You've got people you didn't have before. You're here again, but it's still different. So, what is going to spark you? What inside you says yes to the light that is to be born. The Christmas story is so wonderful because it's about the divine light hovering above a human being who has to say yes in order for the light to come in. It's not like, I'm coming in and I'm going to be born through you. Bam! No, the divine waits for the human to say yes. So how do we invite the light and how do we open to it so that our confusion can be lit with a clarity so our lostness can be guided? We might say to it, turn the wheel. We might say to it, come in. We might say to it, touch my fears and make flame. (laughs) We might say to it, touch my resentments. We might say to it, take away my hopes and replace them with something better. Take away my expectations because they're just premeditated resentments. (laughs) What do you want to invite 
it to touch. We'll sing it with he now. He changes everything he touches and everything he touches changes. He changes everything he touches and everything he touches changes, changes, touches, touches, changes, changes, touches, touches, changes. Y'all keep singing that. Changes, touches, touches, changes. It changes everything he touches and everything he touches changes. Changes everything he touches and everything he touches changes, changes, touches, Touches, changes, 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 touches, changes. You will be invited on the first Sunday in January to come and put your things in the fire that you would like to let go of, that you would love to have a touch of fire to change that you would love the wheel to turn on. We're having a burning bowl service, so not only the minister gets to play with fire. (laughs) We do this every Sunday. We meet, we converse, we worship, we learn in our classes, we meet on Wednesdays, we meet all during the week in our chalice Circles, we meet in order to open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts. We want to increase the odds of something flaming out, some scrap of prayer or anthem, some moment of silence, a sudden glimpse of somebody you love sitting there near you, of some stranger whose face without warning touches your heart. These moments flame out, and these are the moments that in the depths of whatever our dimness and sadness and lostness are, send us off on an extraordinary journey for which there are no sure maps and whose end we will never fully know until we get there. Let us say the words together by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire and sparkle and glitter and glow. Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the earth and grow. Go in peace. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.